What's up, everyone? You are now listening to New York City Playmaker Podcast, hosted by yours truly, KJ Stroud. New York City Playmaker Podcast is a podcast geared towards current and former New York City football players, parents, and coaches. Here you will get some of the best football stories, including how some have achieved their football goals, overcame adversity, and even the perspective from parents and coaches. Let's jump right into our high school recap. In the PSCL City Conference, we're on the postseason. It's a win or go home. There's no other way to put it. In the quarterfinals, we got Tottenville beating Susan Wagner, Susan Wagner 46-21, while Erasmus beats Lehman 32-0. Curtis High School beats JFK 28-6, while Lincoln and Midwood battle it out. Lincoln coming out on top 24-22. In the semifinals, we got Tottenville facing Lincoln, while the defending champions will be facing Curtis. As these four teams battle it out to make their way back to the Bronx and Yankee Stadium. Moving down to the bowl, we got the in the quarterfinals, Neutric beating Jefferson 38-0. Tilden High School beating Eagle Academy 3-28-12. While we got Madison beating Eagle Academy 2-20-0. And McKee coming up short to Port Richmond 20-21. In the semifinals, Neutric will be facing Port Richmond while Tilden be facing Madison. The Catholic League, we got Cardinal Hayes defeating Stepanek to capture the 2019 Catholic School League title. Now, one word that comes to mind when I think about it, I would just say Coach O'Neill and his staff, you know, built this team, you know, with resilience. You know, you would look at the way the season fall out and you would just think like, hey, we lost to Stepanek. We lost to Iona. You would think that, you know, you know, the kids with them would just, you know, you know, uh, just collapsed, but they found a way to finish the season. You know, that's just a test to, you know, the coaching staff getting the players to buy into what he preaches and just, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter where you start. It's all about where you finish. And those guys definitely finished the season on a high note, winning uh, their second out of the f- past four years uh, Catholic school title. This next guest on New York City Playmaker Podcast has a very unique story. One of three football brothers, a former PSAL City champion, Playing his college ball at the birthplace of college football, Rutgers University. Starting outside linebacker for the Scarlet Knights, Ola Kunle Fatukasi, also known as O3. What's going on, O3? What's good, KJ? How you doing, man? How's everything going? Everything's going good so far. Just really can't complain. So for those first-time listeners, people who don't know anything about you, just introduce yourself. Well, you can say... I'm from Farquhar, New York, and Queens. Yeah, I'm Nigerian. I go to Rutgers University. I play football. I'm a linebacker. I'm Nigerian. What else? I got an old, older brother. He's on the Jets right now. I got a little brother who who, who goes to who goes to E-Hall. And it's like you can you can know more about it later. Okay. What was it like growing up with your brothers? What was it like growing up in Farquhar? Rockway, it wasn't wasn't that bad till like you know, remember Hurricane Sandy? Right, I remember Hurricane Sandy. Hurricane yeah, Hurricane Sandy was like that was like the struggling point moment like for us, for all of us. Like we barely had clothes, barely had food, like we can't really complain. That's when I really knew about like you can't take stuff for granted because everything is just can just like everything is just like take they could just like go away right in a heartbeat. Right. So and plus, we, it was like during football season, so like football season was cut short, and like it was it was like really crazy. So, so like just growing 
snub, we always like I was following my brother Foley and Tooney was following both of us. So him going to college during that, but going that moment, get an offer to UConn and going to college, motivated to go work hard in high school, play football in high school, to go to college because I wanted to have that same feeling too. Okay. So it was just like three feet off from me, all these from each other. So you definitely guys, so you wouldn't even say that you guys, you know, competed like I'm better, I'm I'm better than you. It was more so you guys like pushing each other growing up, like you saw your brother Foley do it, so it, it motivated you. And then now you're, you know, you being the middle child, you know, you you uh motivated your, your younger brother, uh Tunde. So it was more so of you just like a motivational thing. Yeah, it is. It can't be a competition since right. we all play different positions. Like you play D line and I'm a linebacker and tuned is an old lineman, so it can't be really a competition. I'm better than you because we all have different skills and like because we play different positions. Gotcha. So it's like we have to we just have to motivate each other. Right. Like my brother will help me some stuff with D lineman. I'm helping with some stuff to like for more like hip mobility something like that. Right. Then we just we just both help our little brother with everything else. Just keep his head straight and just keep motivating him. Okay. So let's 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 backtrack. Let's backtrack. What you football program did you play for? Oh, uh, played for Far Rockaway Ravens and Melbourne Wildcats. How was that? How was that experience? If you could remember that was, far back. Uh, my first year I played started playing football when I was eight years old. My first year I just don't know how I just started playing. I just just playing started playing receiver. <laughs> that first year, I got like I had nine touchdowns, oh, nine wow. ten touchdowns this year. Yeah, you did. You didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't have thought you played receiver and had nine touchdowns. Yeah. Then the second year, I played center. I don't know why they treat me like that. They put me as center. <laughs> then, then, then third year, I started like playing with the Marvel Wildcats a long, long, long time. Okay. I played receiver again and I had like 10, 15 touchdowns. Then next year, I played defense. Outside line cornerback and outside linebacker that was just getting tackles and interceptions. Then I came back to Ravens, and it wasn't really a good year. It was just an average year for us, but it was just to come back close to home. So I need to go all the way to Long Island just to play football. Okay. So it was a, technically youth football was a fun experience. Just have fun. Competition is fun, but I I'd rather play in Long Island though. Okay. Long Island is why was why would why would you uh, rather play in Long Island when you played youth football? I really don't know. I think it's just I just don't know. I think it's just more fun teams you play. There's better competition. It's not like one team you blow out. Right. It's like a lot of teams is like competition. The only one thing I hate about Long Island football is the mercy rule. Okay, the mercy rule. So you After got- 18 points, they take out four players, and I'm always one of them four players, so that's just, I ain't like that. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that, that made Long Island look soft, to be honest. <laughs> so when you finished up youth football, I'm pretty sure since you said you were scoring, you was one of those guys who was always getting pulled out of the game, so I'm, I'm, I could almost guarantee you were getting recruited by high schools. How, how was that experience? To be honest, that was during like the Hurricane Sandy moment. Okay. So it was just like, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. Like since I was like, my brother helped me out. He knew that he knew Bruce Eugene, Coach Eugene, and he knew Coach Gene from he when he used to coach at Erasmus. 
Okay. So Coach G said he was going to come to Grand Street and he hooked us, hook us up with Coach Eugene. And I went to like Grand Street to check it out. And I had faith in God and just went there. But that, I just went to um, Grand Street. So when you checked out Grand Street, they had some of the things you felt like you needed in order to succeed in high school? To be honest, I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> I didn't know what I was looking for in a high school. I just, because I went to like a great middle school with one of the smartest middle schools in New York. Okay. And I just wanted to play football. So I just knew if it had okay, like average academics, nothing like bad academics, I could just do that and play football. Right. And so like I went to one of the smartest schools in Grand Street. It's called EBT. They had like an 85% graduation rate. Okay. So I, I attend there. There, so I had my academic stray and my you know, football was right there, so it was all good. Oh, snap. So, at what point throughout your career? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, when did you have the idea that your high school career, football wise, was you know taking that turn? And you see, and you with you seeing, you know, all right, this is this is going to be something for real for me. Ah, uh, I can say. My junior year. Okay. Like, I think before, like, my junior season, it was like seven on seven. Okay. I just. Do you I remember, like, the I, moment, the play, or just what was it that just made you. Oh, the moment of the play? Oh, I say we was playing against, we was going against E Hall. Mm-hmm. And it was a play, like, it was a QB keep. And I picked the quarterback up all the way in the air and I just slammed on the ground. I feel like that play will be that play to take me, get me far. And then, and that was in your junior season. Yeah, that's so when then, we won the Super, the championship. So then after your junior year, how was, how was, how was your senior year? How was going into your senior year? Oh, senior year was uh, easy. Everything was just clear, easy, run through holes. Smacking everybody, anybody. And just even though it was like it wasn't a team from my junior year, but it was just like it was easier for me. As far like, as as far as playing, like the game, playing. you just felt like the game. What, like what? What specifically the, felt easier to you? Like just reading the gap, not getting nervous. Had my confidence level was really high. It's just like I could just tell people, like, yeah, I'm that guy. Okay. It's just trying to be in, in the humblest way, but I, I was, I'm, I'm that guy. Did you feel like you were, you know, going into your, going in from your junior to your senior year, did you feel like, you know, your preparation was any different? Because each year you try to, you know, change something that was, you know, either, you know, something that you lacked. Each year, did you work on something where you felt like, all right, this was my flaw last year. I'm going to change this, you know, going into my senior year. Yeah, I think I was just trying to change. Like, I just don't know specifically, but I was just trying to be more like work on the low stuff, like stretching before games and stuff. Like stuff, I that, that stuff I remember, like stretching, warming up before before the game on myself on my time and watching film. My film breaking breakdown was getting better, getting better from my senior season. So, how did you, was, was that something you knew how to do, like watching film or? Yeah, I start like I started watching film my junior year. Then I started getting better each year. Like even now, still getting better. My film breaking breakdown, still getting better. What are some of the things you you look at when you're watching film? 
when I watch a film, I start by I start by bringing down the top formations. In each formation, I break down the top runs. Then the top runs I see, I watch each run and see their tendencies and see like how they move, how they like how they they pre snap tendency and post snaps. And you look for any motions, looking for any clues, which like if linemen give it away or running back, stuff like that. Then I do the pass, do the passes next. If number one receiver to the boundary, it's inside the numbers. Or if it's like bunch, and I see how the receiver outside a bunch has his outside leg up. That means like let's, that means like he's coming back. For example. So you're just paying attention to the little details of, you know, just little yeah. little details that people give away or that they think that they don't give away. Yeah, because it's college. College, people still want to give, people still want to give, like, clues and all. But, like, when, I know once you go to the league, everybody's professional, but it's still, people are human. Right. So they still want to give out clues. So as you made a name for yourself throughout the city, I'm, you know, I'm sure you had an a interesting recruiting process. Who were some of the schools that recruited you when you were in high school? Um, Rutgers was my first offer in my junior year after my junior season. Then I started getting Boston College, Syracuse, Indiana, Temple, UConn. Um, I think I said Maryland. Now, Illinois. And yeah, those were my bigger biggest offers. So when you were... So when you were handling the recruiting process, like what were some of the things that you were looking for from all these different universities? Because I'm, they all got swag, they all got you know nice facilities. But what was it that you know you were looking for for you as a football player and as a student athlete that you thought would you know would make you decide on where you were going? Well, things I was looking for was like, are you do you like really love who I am, or are you just saying it just to say it? Do you really need me or you just want me? Are you waiting for me? Am I an option? Like, are you keeping me as a second option or you really needed me to go there? So all the schools that was contacting me, like, to be honest, I wasn't paying them no mind because I know the school that really wanted me would always hit me up where annoyed, annoyed me. Like, Rutgers annoyed me. And that's why I knew, like, they really wanted me to come there. Right. Like, it was Rutgers, Boston College, Maryland, and Temple, Indiana. How many, and when I committed, and what? How many? How many visits did you take? Did you? Uh, did you take all of them? Did you? No, I took. I took three OVs, official visits. Okay, and what, what schools did you visit? So after I committed to Rutgers in June, um, only Temple, Indiana was still like interested. I mean, like, they were still begging me to, like, take an OV. So, like, yeah, let me just go there. Okay. So, I took one to Temple. That's when the new coaching staff came. Temple, like, they had a new coaching staff right after the season. So, the new coaching staff started to come back to me, like, yo, you need to come come take an OV. I'm like, all right, I took one. But it's just, like, it was it was a great visit, but it's just, just, like, the new coaching staff. Like, I couldn't just go off of just a new coaching staff within a week. So, I couldn't just trust that. And what else? Indiana. I just felt like Indiana wasn't a place for me. wasn't did it fit me at all. So when you decided on Rutgers, what were some of the things that you felt 
was a good pick. I know you said you mentioned earlier that they, you know, they were just a program that constantly hit you up, that constantly made you feel wanted. What were some of the other reasons why'd you pick Rutgers? To be honest, they play the best teams in America. They play Oak State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State every year. It's the best conference in America. You can't like you can't lie about that. And plus, um, what else? I just believe in the coach, even though the coach got fired, just I believe in Coach Ash. But he put me in a right spot right now, so and I just believe I had I had faith in workers. Do you feel like you entered college, you know, prepared academically as well as athletically? Academically, I was lazy my freshman year. Like it was a writing courses you had to take your freshman year. All of them like easy classes, but it's like hard because you're just getting used to it. Right, time man, you gotta like manage your time a lot. So it was just it got it could be hard if you make make it hard. Like you don't need to make it hard if you like always that smart kid in high school, always know how to like do your work on time. You'll be prepared for college. Now, as far as athletically, do you feel like you were prepared? Prepared? I wasn't prepared. I was just always going hard. Every every chance I had, I went hard. Like it could be a play, I don't know. I still went hard, and that's what the coaches seen that I went hard every play. So it's like one of those deals where you can't you can't teach effort. You know what I mean? Like effort is something yeah. man given, but you you can teach technique, and that was something yeah. you pride yourself on was effort. Yeah. What would you say was the biggest adjustment? You know, being from high school to college because. You know, every high school stud thinks they're going to walk into college and be a stud all over again. I'm pretty sure, you you know, college was humbling for you. What was what would you say was the biggest adjustment? It was just like, because in high school, I felt like I knew the whole defense. Right. I knew everything. Like, I wasn't wrong. Then I came to college. I had that same attitude where I go. But I thought I was right. I, I thought it was this. I thought I, I kept just talking back with my coach. Like, I thought I know I was right. Right. And I, it just humbled me. Like, I felt like I was better than the other players. I'm like, yo, why well, I'm not playing. I, it just, my freshman year wasn't really, wasn't really like I thought it was. So you definitely felt like you had to humble yourself a bit. And it's crazy because you're actually one of the most humble kids I've ever come across. So, and it's crazy hearing you say that, that you felt like you had to humble yourself in order to, to reach where you're at today. Could you describe like a typical day for a college athlete from the time you wake up to how long your days are? Because I think everybody says they want to be D1, and I really don't think everyone understands what a D1 typical day is like. Nah, everybody don't know what a D1 <laughs> athlete. I keep it real with you, like, It'd be people I see be complaining that's just trying to be lazy and don't take stuff serious. Like, this is really serious. If you really want to go to the league, you really got to take stuff serious out here. Like, like you could wake up. People could wake up. But my typical, my typical day, like off season, you got 6 a.m. lift, maybe a two-hour lift. Then sometimes you have meetings or not. depends what your coaches, what your coaches say. Right. Then you got like classes after that day. Then you got spring. During spring ball, you got meetings and practice from eight to like twelve, eight to one. Right. Meetings and practice. Then you got to take care of your body. You probably have lifts after two. Then you got classes throughout the whole day after that. Then 
during the summer training camp. We just got meetings, practice, lifts through from seven o'clock through nine o'clock PM. Right. And during the season, it's just my schedule during the season. You got academic stuff, classes before before meetings which starts at two. Then you got practice start at four, from six, four to six. And you may have class after like in night classes, like three hour classes from seven to ten. So that's like a typical it's like a tip, a different day every season. Oh wow. So each each phase of the year, your schedule changes, your your day changes. You know? Yeah. So it's crazy that you gotta make these adjustments throughout the course of the year. Yeah. It's crazy. Right now you're second on the team in tackles at, at seventy six. Obviously the ultimate team goal is to win football games. But did you have any personal goals heading into this season? Uh yeah, I wanted to get I wanted to get a hundred tackles. I wanted to be the actually I wanted to be the best linebacker in the country. Okay. Like even though I got two more games left, I feel like I still have that chance to make it make it prove myself that I could be the best linebacker in the country. Like it doesn't matter how many tackles I had, I could have a hundred tackles, and the next guy could have one hundred eighty. I still got to prove people I'm the best linebacker in the country. I could be two, we could be like two and nine right now, two or ten. I mean two and eight. And I just just want to prove people I could be the best linebacker in the country. What would you say is one of the you know one of your best attributes, like? When you turn on O3's tape, like what is it that pops out about O3? I know the offense. Yeah. <laughs> you know where the ball's going before it's going. Yeah, I know where the ball's going before it's going. And that's because of watching a lot of film. And how it's just you go watch a lot of film, but it's how you watch it. And how you break it down. So now I know you have two brothers. You got an older brother, like you said, that plays for the Jets, and your younger brother plays center at Erasmus. And um, are you guys close enough where you where you're criticizing each other? Where you're saying, "Yo, you could have done this differently on the play," or do you, uh, you know, is it more of a constru- constructive criticism, or is it more like, um, "Yo, like a bashing type criticism"? I would never bash my brothers because you know, you know, Tunday, he just. He never wanted to like feel like he's getting bashed down. So you just gotta be like constructive criticism, be like, yo, you gotta work on this, you gotta work on that. Right. And that's on him. But my older brother, I would be trying to bash him down, but it, it always be a joke like, yo, why you miss that sack? Damn. <laughs> like it's all, all jokes aside, but it's just I still give him criticism criticism. And my like with me, them they just try to help me, like, yo, you need to work on your stuff. Sometimes he's telling, he's telling me I'm slow or, or anything like, but it's nothing bad at the end of the day. They're all just trying to, they're both just trying to help me. I'm just trying to help them. Now you sat back, I don't know, what year were you in when your brother was going through the process of becoming a pro? Uh, I was a freshman. A did freshman, it was like my spring semester. Did you get a year. chance to like kind of watch his grind? Did you get a chance to like, you know, you know, just see what that was like, you know, being so that's your that's your older brother. Were you able to like I wasn't I talked to him like on almost every day about it. He told me a lot of stuff about it, about that whole process. Do you feel like, you know, I mean you I know you're another years away from, you know, experiencing that, but do you feel like you have a little bit of a 
necessarily like a cheat code when it comes to handling that situation when that when it comes for you? So like the cheat code, the only cheat code is just you got to be consistent with the details, the little details, like taking care of your body, eating the right food, always like ice tubs after practice, always stretching, like stuff like that would get you prepared for the combine and would get you prepared for the league. Just being consistent on the little details. Now, do you give advice to your, your younger brother when it comes to handling the recruiting process and just overall how to handle high school football? Yeah, just, like, you already got offers. Now you just got to, like, ball out. Senior year, just don't worry about the outside world, what they're saying, telling you. Don't worry about what other people are telling you where to go to. Just have faith in God. Just go where you want to go. Like, nobody, nobody should pressure you where you want to go to because they're not going to school for you. You're going to school for yourself. Right. I mean, because you, you already see kids, you know, making decisions, you know. They felt like there was the wrong decision, right? It was the wrong decision. And meanwhile, yeah, they're the ones thing. who actually have to do it, right? Nobody could have yeah. went to Rutgers but you. So yeah. when it came to you making a decision, you got to make that decision based on on you because you're the person who has to live it. You're, you're the person who got to wake up for those six o'clock workouts, not your parents, not your brothers. Yeah. So... That's definitely that's definitely I know probably helpful for to to your younger brother. Um, yeah. I got you know a couple more questions, but right now, who's your favorite linebacker in the league right now that you would if you could turn on the film right now and watch and you'll watch hours of it? Who would that person be? Ah, oh, um, I ain't watched. <laughs> I don't really watch linebackers in the league like that. Or who, whatever defensive player. Well, I thought I'll watch Jalen Smith though on Cowboys. Okay, he's definitely a, a freakish athlete, especially coming back from a, a injury that he had in college to where he's at now and how he how he plays. Yeah, watching him made me a better player because I didn't know I was, like when I was watching him for a while, he just had lateral footwork. That's it. That's all you need to do, lateral footwork and the ball will come to you. Like, you will come to the ball easily. So that's what I just took down from him. Now, last question. What's something unique about yourself that someone would not know, not football-related? Uh, unique about myself? I'd say I'm very observant. Just always always watching like I could just tell who people are before I meet them and you feel you like that, that. that's helped you in life or oh yeah because there's always going to be people in life that just going to be there just because of what you be doing not of who you are right and I think in, in the, especially in the you know the sport that you play you always hear about guys you know and the people that they keep around in this you know, really important that you surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, 03, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your night to be on the podcast. I wish you the best of luck on the rest of your season. Looking forward to Appreciate watching, it. Looking forward to watching you play Saturday afternoon against Michigan State. You better make some plays. Uh, yes, last time I watched you, you know, you should have had a pick six. So I hope, uh, hopefully, you're going, you're going to make that play up this weekend. You, 
forcing a turnover or just, you know, coming up big for your team. You Got can, you. You can follow O3 on Instagram and Twitter at O underscore three T-H-R-E-E-E, right? Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Three. Yes, sir. All right, O3. It was nice talking to you. Again, I'm wishing you all the best. Finish out these last two games strong and just, you know, stay healthy. And I'll see you during the offseason. I appreciate it, KJ. Later, O3. Thanks for listening to New York City Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, KJ Stroud, reporting to you from Brooklyn, New York. Have a good night. Peace.